Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. I was living in Lubbock, Texas, and working for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, and I needed a part-time job. And at that time, uh, if you've ever been to Lubbock, Lubbock, and I actually went to Texas Tech. This was the second time I lived in Lubbock. And uh, tech, uh, Lubbock is, was, was a dry city. Now, if you don't know what a dry city is, they, they couldn't sell alcohol within the city limits. So four feet outside the city limits was a, was a row of liquor stores, and it was called The Strip. And I got a job out there, and it was like kind of drive-through liquor stores. Texans take their alcohol seriously, I guess. And so it was, a, it was a, you know, I mean, these were Walmart-sized liquor stores. And so I went and got a job at one of these, and, and I got there, and they kind of showed me around. I did not know that there, were, there was that many different types of things. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, other than like Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill, and Coors Light, I didn't know what anything else was, right? And so I learned real quick I didn't know anything about alcohol. And this, this old man pulled up in this LTD. If you don't know what an LTD is, Google it. He pulls up in an LTD, and he rolls down his window, and I kind of jog out there. I'm like, how are you doing, sir? He's like, good. I said, what can I get for you? He said, bring me a bottle of Easy Jesus and a pack of What I Am's. Okay, I'll be right back. And so I went in, and I'm like going down the aisles looking for a bottle of Easy Jesus. And I don't find anything that fits Easy Jesus or a pack of What I Am. So I go up to the manager, and I was like, hey, man. I got a problem. He said, what? I said, I don't know what this guy wants. He said, what did he ask for? I said, he asked for a bottle of Easy Jesus and a pack of What I Am's. He started laughing. He said, he wants E&J vodka and a pack of cool cigarettes. What I Am's, you cool. So anyway, so I went out there and, and the next day, they, they very nicely told me that I might not be cut out for a liquor store runner salesman guy and nicely told me to go find a job somewhere else. So I did. That didn't last long. We're in the last part of a three-part series, and that's going to make sense in just a minute. Uh, we're in the last part of a three-part series on the temptation of Jesus. After he is baptized, he goes out into the wilderness, and he's out there for 40 days, and, 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 and he's been fasting. And, man, he is, he is something fierce, hungry. And so at his lowest point, that's when the devil comes to tempt him. And the first thing that the devil did, it, the devil tempted him, was, hey, man, I know you're starving to death, man. You, being the Son of God, can turn these stones into bread and get you some, right? And Jesus said, no, man. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And then he takes him up to the temple, and he says, hey, man, if you're the Son of God, because the Scriptures say that, 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 that he will not allow uh, even a stone to strike your foot, so jump off here and, and, and prove that you're the Messiah, that you're the Son of God. And Jesus said, no, I ain't going to do that. And we talked last week about that, about how the devil always wants you to take, wants to take you from somewhere high that you've worked really hard to get to and, and bring you down low. And then this week, we're going to talk about how the devil tries to lure us away. You know, a lot of times I think the devil does a good job of trying to impersonate God. That's why the devil fell, is because he wanted to be God. And I think that the devil wants to be the easy Jesus, the easy Jesus, he always tries to tempt us the same way that he tried to attempt Jesus in Matthew 
chapter 4. After Jesus, after they left the temple, he takes him one more place. And it says in, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 8, Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Think about all the kingdoms in the world and their glory. And the devil said this, I will give it all to you if you will kneel down and worship me. The last temptation of Jesus, the devil tempted him with money and power. Money and power. And how often are we, does, is he still doing that same thing? He tries to tempt us away from stuff. He says, hey man, kneel down and worship me because man, man that other Jesus is fine, but, but come worship me and I'll give you money and power because see, I, I'm like the easy Jesus. It's easy to follow me. I'm going to give you everything that you want, everything, everything that you think you want. What's one of the first things that, that the devil uh, tries to get us to bow down is, is that we're always striving after comfort. Think about how much of our life, the things that we yearn after, is supposedly to make our lives easier. My gosh, we have everything now it, it is at the push of a button. I mean, you know, used to you'd have to go down to the river on a washboard and wash your dirty underwear, right? And now you throw it in there and push a button. So, well, I've been doing laundry all day. Oh, you've been pushing buttons all day, huh? You ain't been down to the river, you know? I mean, used to, we had to sneak out there, hide behind a tree, or jump out of a tree and stab a deer in the neck to have food. Now we drive up to McDonald's and they go, Can I help you? Yeah, bring me a Big Mac. Pull forward, $3. Man, it's easy stuff. Everything, the devil will always try to make our lives more comfortable, but I'm here to tell you that comfort is not going to fulfill you. Comfort is going to kill you. Comfort doesn't give life. It takes it away. You will never be comfortable comfortable. You think it's what you want, but it's not, man. You start laying on that couch, and man, you just, you just start wasting away. Well, some of you waste away. Some of you might be blowing up and bloating. I don't know. It depends on how many Cheetos you're eating, okay? But comfort doesn't give life. It takes it away. But see, here's what God's going to do. God's not going to offer you comfort, people. God is going to try to take you out of your comfort zone. He's going to ask you to do things where you must rely on him because if you can do it yourself and you're good with it, God's like, well, that's all good. Well, how about you rely on me and do something else? Come over here. Kathy talked about speaking in public, about research papers and cancer, and she doesn't like speaking in public. That's what God's going to do. I, you know, I, if you would have told me 10 years ago, hey, cowboy, one, one day you're going to be a preacher, <laughs> I'd have told you you're silly, not that nicely. You want to talk about being out of your comfort zone, go from that liquor store working, beer drinking cowboy that, that just goes out and lives his life according to his own and radically transform it into somebody that makes their living following God and teaching others to follow God. That is out of your comfort zone. But being comfortable doing what you want to do the rest of your life and what you're comfortable with is not going to fulfill you. As a matter of fact, that's that old devil luring you away, tempting you into that comfort zone because you ain't going to make no difference in your life or anybody else's in your comfort zone. See, we, we even today, we want that Push-button Christianity. Man, just throw the old Bible in there and, and, and throw some of your sins in there. Hit the old easy Jesus button and everything is washed and then you're good to go and you can live your life however you want to. That's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. 
God takes us out of our comfort zone and, 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 and He wants to mold us into Jesus Christ. Not into Him, but in His likeness. He wants to mold us. He go, we go through the refiner's fire, and that ain't easy, folks. It ain't easy. But it's the only thing that's going to fulfill you. It's the only thing that's going to give you life. He wants to mold you in the likeness of His Son, but if we just sit on the couch, we're just going to get moldy, not get molded. There's a difference. You're going to be smelling like stinky cheese. Don't smell like stinky cheese. The devil... Wants to be the easy Jesus, the comfortable Jesus. Hey, man, I'll give you the power. I'll give you the money, man. Kneel down and worship me. You ain't got to struggle. It ain't no big deal, man. Come over here where you're comfortable. Stay in your comfort zone. Don't make a difference. Look after yourself. That's what the easy Jesus wants you to do. That's what the devil wants you to do. The second, well, in James 1, 2 through 4, Jesus, the real Jesus' brother says this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. Now, let me ask you, are you serious about this? That when, when you have troubles of any kind, that you go, woo great joy time. No, but that's where we need to get to. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. That's what I said. It gets harder, you get stronger. So let it grow says your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And only by going through out of your comfort zone and, and considering it create joy when troubles of any kind come along and your faith is tested and your endurance grows, it says, for when your endurance is fully developed, then you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. But see, everybody, the devil tries to lure us away with, with, with comfort and with the next two things that I'm fixing to talk about. But these things won't make us perfect and complete, needing nothing. Only God will. The next thing that the devil tries to lure us out with is the H word, happiness. Man, there's a billion dollar industry out there and all of the, the, the television and all of this stuff says, man, you deserve to be happy every day, don't you? You want to be happy. You want to be happy. But I'm telling you that if you strive for happiness in your life, if you make the goal of your life to be happy, you won't be. I guarantee you, you will not be happy. It's the proverbial carrot in front of the donkey's nose. It'll be just right there, and you'll be following it every single day. You, the purpose of our life is not to be happy, and I'm sorry. This is going to come as a shock, and I may even lose some of you whenever I'm fixing to say this, okay? But please, just bear with me before you walk out, run out, scream out, whatever you do. God is not concerned with your happiness. He's concerned with your holiness. He doesn't care if you are happy and go around throwing rose petals and unicorns and skittles and that's uh, not that's not real life, people. You can't go. You can't make happiness your goal because happiness is an emotion. There is way too many things that can affect your happiness. One day you're riding along, everything's good, and the next minute your horse bucks you off. You're not happy anymore. You haven't done anything wrong, but there's too many outside factors that can affect your happiness. Happiness is fickle. It's fleeting. And when people focus on happiness all the time, and the devil's like, hey, man, you can be happy. Just do this. Just do this. Just do this. And you keep doing it, but it, never, it only works for a second. 
And then we start feeling like failures because everybody says that you can be happy, but I'm doing all of those things and I'm not happy, so therefore something must be wrong with me. And, and now I'm depressed because I've tried to be happy. It doesn't work like that. When you focus on happiness instead of holiness, you're going to fail. Nobody can be happy all the time. I don't care how hard you work, it's not going to happen. But you know what you can work towards? is being holy. James said it right there. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing because everything is focused on God and your faith. Didn't he say, didn't Jesus say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be given unto you? I'm giving you the answer to everything that you've been searching for. But yet, you've been just, just like I was at, at past, and, and probably we get lured away every day. Man, that old devil is like that old, that old man in the, in the insurance commercial with the waiters on, and he's got the little dollar bill in front of the lady trying to buy the purse. He's like, oh, you nearly got it. You nearly got it. You nearly got it. That's what the devil's doing, and he's constantly dragging us away from God. I mean, he ain't got us by the mouth. He's slicker than that. He'll just tell you, hey, man, just come this way just a little bit. Just lean this way. What do you, what do you mean? Well, come here, come here, come a little closer, and I'll tell you. Man, just tell me. You've got to go past that line in order to know. But it's everything. And eventually we go. And we go that way because we're looking for comfort. We want the easy Jesus, not the real Jesus. We want to be comfortable. We want to stick around in our own little comfort zones. You know, we want to hang out with people that, that are just like us, that talk like us. You know, and I can't find very many cowboys that talk like me up here. So I've had, to, I've had to branch out. I hang out with flat hatters now. I love them. God has really grown me. And God has grown them because they kind of tolerate me. But God wants to bring you out of your comfort zone. He don't want your life to be comfortable, people. You don't get stronger. You don't grow in a comfort with a push-button, easy Jesus Christianity. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. You know what it doesn't say? You can push a button and be holy. Well, I'm going to push my holy button today. Psst. It ain't going to happen. Work at living in peace with everyone. Work at living in peace with everyone. That means it ain't going to be easy. And work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Guys, man, what I'm telling you is your, your little, that little fake version of the, holy, the easy Jesus, there ain't an easy Jesus button. It don't come in a bottle. It ain't on a computer screen. It ain't in a syringe and it ain't in a pill. And it's only in one book, and that's called the Holy Bible, not your self-help books. And I, I like some of that stuff. I'm all into personalities and, and, and all of that psychology. I, I love the way that God made us to work. But if you're looking for the truth, it ain't going to be found in comfort, and it ain't going to be in pursuit of happiness. And the last thing that that old devil tries to lure us away with, come over here, come over here, is material possessions. You will never have enough. You will never have enough stuff you will never have enough horses. You will never have enough trailers. You'll never have a nice enough truck. You will never have enough money. Because right at the point that you think, man, I, if I just got this much more, then everything would be good. No, it won't. It is never enough. It's like a wildfire. You know, we've had these, these, these fires burning in California and Montana. And, I mean, just, it, it's been a horrible year for fires. How, how, how much of those fires finally say, you know what, we've had enough. That, that's all we need. That's all we need. We don't need any more. No, if there's stuff to burn, 
that fire is going to burn through it. And that's the same way material possessions is in your life. I don't, you, you think that that new truck's going to make you happy. You think that, new, that next horse or, or whatever. Guys, nothing is going to take the place of God in your life. And if there are things that you want so bad, those are the things that the devil is tempting you with. I used to be me. Better job, more money. I actually got to a point where I was working. I was even a preacher at the time. Man, I had life good. I'm making $120,000 a year. Things were great. Company truck. I used to have a company plane that would come and land and pick me up. You want to talk about the good life, the push button life? That was it. But I continued to grow and I continued to look for God. And you know what he did? He said, I've got a great opportunity for you. I was like, what's that? And he said, leave everything you know. Take a $100,000 a year pay cut and move to a little podunk town in Colorado and start a cowboy ministry for me. Well, can I do that and still have all my toys and my $120,000 a year? Nope. I ain't made this little of money since I was probably a junior in high school. Never been happier. Never been more content because I don't care about all that stuff. Oh, some of that stuff would be nice every now and then. But I don't care anymore about being comfortable. I don't care about being happy all the time. Man, sometimes days just stink, okay? It's just, it's just life. You're going to get sick, okay? People are going to pass away. It's going to happen. And forget about material possessions. We have destroyed our morals, ethics, families, and lives in pursuit of the modern-day American dream. Boy, you, you, you go turn your TV on during, if you're still watching football. You go watch your deal today and there'll be a hundred commercials today about everything that'll make you happy, make you comfortable, and what you need, and you can have it today. Bad credit, no credit, it don't matter. You ain't got to have the money anymore. You just got to fill out a paper. This country was founded on a freedom to worship God, not the freedom to drown in debt and keep up with the Joneses and to feed the wildfires of our greed. In 1 Timothy 6, 8 through 10, Paul tells young Timothy, So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know any of your personal lives that in-depth, and you don't know mine. But I know very few people in my life that can absolutely say that their life verses 1 Timothy 6, verse 8. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. <laughs> They're probably you know, this much the American population that is content with that. Yet if you have that, you have more than most of the world. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Man, the American dream says, man, if you don't have the brand new vehicle with the OnStar and the self-navigation and blah, 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 blah. We're never content. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. It's black and white, folks. It's black and white. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Does that describe you? Do you feel like that that you have wandered from the true faith and pierced yourself with many sorrows? Maybe you put, God on sun, uh, you put God first on Sunday, but what about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What about when you wake up? What about before you go to bed? Are we putting God first and everything? Because that devil, man, he is trying to tempt us. He's trying to lure us away. He, he says that he's the easy Jesus. Man, just come follow me. I'll give you the power. I'll give you the glory. And none of it fulfills People are lost today 
because they strive after those things. So what does Jesus have to say when the devil tells him all of that? Kneel down and worship me and I'll give you all of this. What does he say? He says, get out of here, Satan. For the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. The Bible says that no man can serve two masters. He will love one and hate the other. You cannot serve both man and money. I'm not saying you can't have a good job. I ain't saying you can't make $120,000 a year. But where is your focus? Where are you at? What does it mean to worship the Lord your God and serve him only? We've already talked about it. It means you got to get out of your comfort zone and quit thinking about yourself and give thanks to the God who made you and saved you. Is that the focus of your life? It needs to be. And I'm not saying that you're going to be really good at it because when you get out of your comfort zone, that means you're not good at it and you're going to have to work and it's going to be hard, but you can do it. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Give up on all that stuff that's going to just pierce you with sorrows. We need to strive every day for holiness instead of happiness. Quit worrying so much about trying to be happy all the time. Try to be holy. Now, I ain't talking about being a holier than thou, okay? That's, that's, that's religion is holier than thou. And, and you can always spot religion when, when people take the word of God and make it fit their agenda, okay? That's religion is when, you take the, when somebody takes the word of God and makes it fit how they see it. That's religion. An authentic ride with God, authentic Christianity, is when we take the word of God and make it our agenda. Those are two separate things. That's the difference in haughtiness and actual holiness. The actual holiness in our lives lights a fire within us that brings us fulfillment and shines a light in this dark world. Get out of your comfort zone, strive every day for holiness instead of happiness, and store up treasure in heaven instead of crap on earth. Where is your treasure? What is the most important thing in your life? I had a, I had a lady ask me one time. She goes, I, I, got a, I got a question about that. I said, okay. She goes, you know, I want to believe in God, and I do believe in God and everything, but any God that says I have to put him before my children, I ain't going to serve that God because I'm not putting anybody before my children. And I got what she was saying. She loved her kids that much. And I'm sure all of you moms and dads love your kids that much too. But here's the point that she missed. Is that when you do put God first, it doesn't mean that your children are now neglected. Because when you put God first, you are actually able to love your children more than you do now. Store up treasure in heaven instead of crap on earth. What happens in the end? Jesus has been tempted to turn stones into bread. To feed himself. He has been tempted to go from somewhere high and jump off, leave his place of height and jump down. And he said no to that. And then he's been offered the entire world, all the glory and power of all the kingdoms on earth if he'll just kneel down and worship that easy Jesus, that devil. And when he denies that to get away from me, Satan, for it is also written, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away. And angels came and took care of Jesus. And when you have survived your temptations, the temptations to go things alone, and, and, and the temptation to leave your place of height as a son or daughter of God and throw it all away and jump down. And when you have said no to the power and glory and all of the stuff that this world can give and trade it in on something that only God can give, then God will send angels to come and take care of you too. You cannot lose following God. You will lose if you do it any other way. There's no other way. Everything that you've been searching for, everything that you've been longing for, you've heard today. 
I have not told you anything today that would be easy, but I've told you the truth according to God's word that the devil's going to try to drag you away. He wants to be the easy Jesus and he wants you to kneel down and worship him. He wants you to worship the things of this world. Be strong enough. Go through the test. Have your faith tested and only then will you be made perfect, complete, and lacking in nothing. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for revealing truths that are sometimes hard to hear. God, we want to worship and serve only you. And as much as it hurts, we ask you to remove from us all the things that keep us from you. Help us to repent, or in other words, have a drastic lifestyle change that is completely and wholly dedicated to only you. God, I know that you're speaking to some people that are watching online or listening on the radio or or sitting here today. I, I can hear you calling out to them. Give them the faith and the trust and the courage to reach out and take your hand, that nail-scarred hand, and enter into a life that will last forever. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The cowboy has molded and shaped our country by the sweat of his brow and his faith in God. Slowly, his way of life has been labeled as outdated and obsolete. If that wasn't enough, religion has tried to change his view of the God he experiences every day. The rough hands of the carpenter's son have been replaced with silver tongues and promises of an easy life. But the cowboy knows better. His way of life is slowly dying. No longer do people keep their word. No longer is a handshake all you need. He searches for men who act like men and ladies who act like ladies. He is one in a thousand and he needs your help. For just $35 a month, which is one one thousandth of the average yearly salary, you can be part of saving the cowboy's heritage, saving the cowboy's faith, and his livelihood. You too can help save the cowboy. Just text SAVE THE COWBOY, all one word, to 77977 and be a part of something extraordinary.